Hey ladies, welcome to episode 30 of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. Uh, I can't believe it's episode 30. I mean, I can. We probably should be on episode 130 if I'm really, you know, being realistic here. I just, I post, you know, when things matter, when there's something exciting to say. I don't like to do a recording just for the sake of it, you know, so hence why we do the once a month thing. But before we get into episode 30, which I'm super excited about, mind you, I wanted to share with you. So I know many of you who listen have done solo travel before, but there's also a good number of you that have never, ever gotten out there and solo traveled. Maybe you're just starting to get your feet wet. Maybe you just booked your first solo adventure, all of these things. And, you know, I wanted to put something together for you. It's called, it's called the Beginner's Guide to Solo Travel Live. And this is a live digital event that'll be taking place on March 5th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific time. Again, it's virtual. And we're going to go in all about solo travel. We're going to break down the stereotypes together live. You're going to get some amazing tools and resources. We're going to go through how to budget, how to actually plan out your whole entire trip and what you need to do to make sure that you are being safe and you can become confident in your travels. And then I have some amazing women joining that are going to give you their experience in solo travel, their why, how come they got involved, and what are they doing with their journeys now. And so it's a really great couple hours to get together and get super empowered so you can either reignite yourself on your you know solo travels that you're going to be taking after this crazy two years we've had, or to just empower and inspire yourself for the new journey into solo travels. So a link will be in the description on how to register. Tickets are $29.99 a piece. And that is because, you know, we want to, you know, reinvest back into the Solo Travel Woman Society so we can do more events like this at a lower cost. And so we can hopefully, my goal is to hopefully plan an intimate retreat one day um, later this year for some women. And I just really want to be able to put stuff back into this community and provide the most value. Plus, a lot of work goes into preparing these type of events. So just wanted to share that. Hopefully you can join. Check out the link in the description. And now, without any further ado, let's get into episode 30 of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. Do you love to solo travel? Is it something you've wanted to do, but maybe you quite haven't gotten up the courage yet to do so? then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Solo Travel Woman podcast. My name is Sarah and I have been traveling solo for years and it has enriched my life in more ways than I could have ever imagined. And so now my mission is to get out there and empower as many women as I can across the globe to take their next solo adventure. We are going to do it on our own terms, whether it's in life, through travel, in business, and we're going to share tips, best practices. We're going to deep dive into different destinations and cultures, talk with other female travel experts, and really inspire one another. So join me every month on the Solo Travel Woman podcast to get empowered. All right, so let's get right in to this episode of the podcast. So today is going to be all about really stressing the difference between being alone by force or having that individual time by choice. 
For the past two years, we've really been stuck in our little bubbles. Maybe you're like me and you're a solo woman and I'm alone with my pup all the time and I'm ready to get out there. Or you are with, you know, your families or maybe have significant others that you just need some individual time from. Now, there's nothing wrong. When, you know, we often feel so selfish when we want to have time to ourselves when we have families or significant others. But again, as I always say, there you need to take care of yourself first before you can be there 100% for anybody else and take care of them. And so solo travel is one way to do that, and you should never feel guilty for it. And so, you know, the past couple years, we have... We've maybe done family trips or little, you know, road trips, or maybe you have gotten out there and explored a little bit, but we really haven't yet taken those solo vacations that enrich our lives and the way us solo travelers know, love, and need. And so I wanted to take this time to really talk about how we can get back into that world, you know, of solo, solo travel. So, you know, solo travel definitely differs a lot than other types of alone time. Okay. Now, when you're solo traveling, you're really doing this to enrich your life and to take a moment to discover more about you and your strengths and who you are, and also discover somewhere wonderful, discover a new culture, discover a new destination. You know, it's truly a different way of meeting people and learning about different things and interacting with other cultures rather than just being home alone and watching something on the travel network, right? And let's be real. We all did a lot of those virtual type of explorations. I watched so much travel channel during the past couple of years. It's insane. And so it differs because... This solar travel kind of forces you to be alone with your own thoughts and yourself to enrich your life, to challenge yourself, to do something outside of the box, and to discover who you truly are because when you do this, then you could be your best self for others, you know? And so that doesn't mean that, yes, when you're home, you can do a lot by yourself. Of course, you can go to a museum or go out to dinner or go grab a cup of coffee or go sit at a library or at a park, etc. You should be doing those things as well. This just is something on a bigger scale. This is something to help expose you to new things and how to, you know, just reignite passion and desire and excitement again in your life. You know, we've been in such a funk. I don't know about you, but boy, it seems like just when my hopes are like, yes, we're good, something else hits and it's like, oh, no, we're not, you know? And so it causes such this, you know, cycle of feeling emotional, feeling excited, feeling emotional again, feeling excited, <laughs> feeling like the world is over, we're done, I'm just going to stay in my bubble and never leave, never leave. But knowing I have some really fun solo things on the horizon has gotten me excited because I know there is something actually happening, you know, and I know that for someone like me who during the past couple years has been truly alone quite often um, because of the pandemic and everything going on, some might be thinking, why the heck would you want to go travel by yourself now? Like, why wouldn't you want to go with a bunch of people? And don't get me wrong. I love vacations with family and friends. I went to Italy with my mom this past summer However, 
you know, when you're traveling solo, you're really kind of in charge of how much time you actually spend alone. You know, loneliness and being alone are two different things. And right now, you know, the past couple of years during the pandemic, I've had a lot of loneliness, you know, not necessarily being alone. I mean, I have my dog, <laughs> but I've had loneliness. And when I solo travel, and I'm sure for so many of you, and for those who haven't, you know, really listen to this, I don't ever feel lonely. You know, I might be alone physically and I'm venturing on my own, doing all the things I love, but I'm never truly lonely because whether it's the excitement of the city I'm in or the cultural beauty around me or the people within like the museums or the restaurants or the bars I'm in, there's always some type of action going on that, you know, ignites my soul and gets me excited. And, you know, this is one of my favorite things about solo travel is, you know, all of that beauty and culture and color and, you know, individualism and all of these amazing things that surround you that you don't necessarily see in your own little bubble of home. And as much as I've been alone the past couple of years, there's nothing more I want than to be solo traveling at the moment, you know, so I can take all those in and go visit cultures and countries I haven't been able to visit in two years. And, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, for example, when I was in Machu Picchu or when I was in Cusco before I hiked Machu Picchu, I was very alone for a while. Um, I went there early. I ended up staying there late because my flight was delayed because of a hurricane that hit the States. And now one could have been like, oh my God, this, this is more time alone. I'm going to feel so lonely and sad. But I took such advantage and I went out there and I was exploring every single day. And, and there was moments I wanted to just relax in the hotel because I was on like, you know, destination overdrive here. And I met so many amazing people because I was alone physically that I wasn't, you know, held back in or stuck in, you know, a protective barrier of conversation. So in order to converse with others, I had to put myself out there. And I, you know, did that. I remember going to this one Irish pub in Cusco and I just talked the ear off of, I mean, we all know I could talk. I have a podcast for a reason. But I talked my ear, the ears off of so many people and we had the best time. It was such a good, good moment and time. And these are, you know, some of the kind of favorite things about solo travel that I have and why I love traveling alone. And, you know, for those who have not solo traveled, breaking into this world after the pandemic can probably feel quite daunting. You know, you're probably like, oh, things are a lot more unsafe now, or, oh my gosh, there's so many things I have to now add on to my planning checklist, like vaccinations and, you know, health passes and all of these things. But every single added thing that, yes, might now be in place because of we're post-pandemic, they're just extra things on a checklist. It's nothing you can't get through. So yes, maybe you have to have a vaccination or maybe you have to at least take these COVID tests, et cetera, but just add it to your, it's just another thing on the checklist. It's not the end of the world. It's not anything you can't handle. And are some areas maybe more safe than others? Of course, you know, some areas are just, I mean, that's just life. That was before the pandemic. There are some places you're going to go to that are a little less safe than others, or they're more safe than others, you know, and it's about doing your research and really preparing yourself. 
um, which you should always be doing. You know, a trip always happens before you ever even leave your home. And, you know, and that starts with all of the preparation and planning that goes into knowing where you want to go, why you want to go there, um, where you want to stay, and, you know, all the different things going on. If you're really concerned about safety in the area you're going to, you know, consult with a travel expert. That's what most of my clients, a lot of my clients do with me is just they want to consult me to know what destinations are good or bad or maybe wait till later to go to. Or maybe, you know, I always look at the local news station. So I'll Google like, let's say I'm going to Cancun, I'll Google a local news source in Cancun versus just looking at the government website. Because I always just feel that those local, you know, those local sites have a little bit more information <laughs> than, um, than, you know, what uh, the government site has. The government site has, I think, like just an overarching, you know, description of safety, not, not the details. And for those that have solo traveled many times, you know, it's just taking a beat and remembering why you did this in the first place. Why did you solo travel in the first place? And that's because of what it did for your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul, you know, how it enriched your life, how it made you rediscover who you are or newly discover who you truly are. When I trekked Machu Picchu, I had no idea that was something I was terrified. (laughs) I was like, how am I going to do this? There's people I know that do CrossFit that couldn't do the trek, you know, because altitude sickness doesn't, you know, care about weight or size or fitness or any of that. That's just a natural thing with your lungs. And I was terrified. And when I did it and it was, you know, we were standing at the sun gate watching the sunrise over Machu Picchu. I just was like, holy crap, I actually did this. I almost canceled this trip and doubted myself for what? For fear. And because I was able to slap fear in the face and say, get the hell out of here. I did this trip and accomplished something phenomenal, something I never thought I could. You know, and this is why I solo travel because it challenges you beyond, you know, challenges that you might see at work or within your family or your personal life, etc. It challenges you like as a human and your soul and what you can truly endure in your life. And it also is such a big part of healing. I know I use solo travel a lot for healing. And, you know, when I'm going through life's hard moments, it is something that truly helps me. And with the pandemic, I think solo travel is a really good way to start healing. You know, maybe you've lost someone to this horrific, you know, past couple years that we've gone through, or maybe not directly correlated to the pandemic, but you lost someone in general and, you know, it wasn't the same. You couldn't, you know, celebrate their life the same way because of everything. Maybe you lost who you were and you fell into a depression or like me, you gained some weight and you did fall into a bad depression and you got out of a really rocky 11 year toxic relationship, you know, that was a friendship and then a significant other. And it just was, you know, a never ending toxic cycle. I went through a lot during this pandemic from losing my best friend of 11 years and the man I loved to moving across the country to starting a new job to getting a dog and I know I'm not the only one who went through all these things I have a lot of healing I need to do because I after you know ending that I just ending the relationship I just added I just did a bunch I moved I got a dog or I moved I got a new job I all of these things that I never really had time to grieve (laughs) or like heal 
And travel is definitely something when I went to Italy. Now, it was with my mom. It wasn't solo. But when I went to Italy, I really utilized that to help me heal and help me really connect with my feelings and who I was again, who I am as Sarah, as an individual. And after this pandemic, I think we all need to find what that is and what we should be doing to heal. You know, even if you didn't lose anybody or you've had just normal, you know, everything's been the same other than getting stuck at home. We've all gone through something extremely mentally taxing, (laughs) you know, and solo travel is just an amazing way to, to heal from all of this. And we all could use, could use a little healing. And, you know, maybe you're not necessarily ready to get out there and do it a hundred percent on your own. Maybe you're not like, you're like, Sarah, I don't really want to go, you know, wherever by myself a hundred percent. And so that's where different types of group travel comes into play. Now, yes, you might be going and meeting with a group, but you're still doing it on your own. You're still, to me, a solo traveler. You're still by yourself making the decision to go somewhere and meet up with people you have no clue who they are. But you get that reassurance and you get a little bit more security and, you know, confidence because you're with other like-minded people. Hence why you should come to Iceland in December when we take our solo travel woman getaway in Iceland. (laughs) Um, But you know what I mean? Like maybe that's how you get back into the world of solo travel. Or maybe it's taking those baby steps again. Maybe it's going out into, you know, to a movie by yourself or go out to dinner by yourself or go, you know, tour a museum by yourself. Do little baby steps to slowly get ready back to get back or getting started into the solo travel world. You know, do a staycation. I'm probably, I'm looking to do a weekend up in Sedona um, because it's only, you know, an hour and a half or so away from where I live to, you know, just kind of connect with myself and spend time completely alone. Just, well, not completely. I have my dog. But (laughs) spend time alone and connect with nature and just go out there. You know, Too much social interaction also might be a little bit scary after the pandemic. So that's another reason why solo travel is kind of a really good way to get back into, you know, just being public facing and getting back out into the world. Because again, like I mentioned, you can control how much time you're alone and how much time you're spending around people. So maybe you dive back into the world of solo travel by going to more of a resort or maybe you go somewhere maybe tropical and it's more like let's say you went to like Playa del Carmen well you could spend some days alone just lying by the beach or by the pool working on your tan or whatever drinking your pina coladas but then maybe there's some days you do what you love and that is exploring the culture by taking the trip to Chichen Itza and try you know exploring the old Mayan ruins or maybe you go to Tulum and there's there's ways to kind of incorporate both you know the best of both worlds But really understanding your boundaries is going to be very, very important. You know, it it can, you don't want to dive 100% in because it can get overwhelming. And then you might be, you might have kind of a buyer's remorse or a solo traveler's remorse. So take your steps and just kind of slowly enter it, you know, and incorporate the moments you've loved, you know, while being alone the past couple of years or being just with your family or significant other. So even when you do go solo travel, maybe you spend the mornings alone on your balcony with your coffee and just journaling. Maybe that's something you took up over the past couple of years. And then you go out and explore. 
You don't have to just be like, okay, I got to go out for breakfast. I got to do this. I got to do that. There's so many different ways you can just re-get this back into your life. And, you know, you could, you, I, I, like me, I, I mean, I, when I'm solo traveling, I do spend a lot of time out and about. I'm someone that wants to see everything, this and that. But some of my favorite things is just sitting in a park with a book, acting like a local and people watching with my, you know, pastry and some tea or something like that. I love that. And that's something that's really, really amazing too. Also, during the past couple of years, you might have rediscovered or newly discovered some anxiety. <laughs> I'm anxious all the time. I worry about everyone and everything. And it's definitely heightened since the pandemic started. And I think, too, that I, if you don't, I think you might put a lot of pressure on yourself that if you don't get out there and do every little thing, all the things before another pandemic hits, you're going to miss out. And I don't want you to think that. I want you to know it's going to be okay. We're going to, we're going to, we're good. We're going to be okay. Okay. So I don't, and I also, you know, let's be real who nobody wants to hear the words or think of another pandemic. Um, I just, I can't, it's completely just been a shit show. <laughs> let's be real, right. Of the past couple of years. And so that anxiety I'm sure is something that has been helping with holding you back from going back out there or starting your solo travel adventures. And so you just got to breathe and know that it's going to be okay. You can do this. It's kind of an amazing experience. And then once you do it, you're just going to be bitten by the solo travel bug and you're just never going to stop. And there's so many things you can do, whether it's listening to other episodes of this podcast, checking out some other solo travel podcasts, looking at different blogs. My friend, um, Jessica Lee, she owns The Wander Word. I'll actually link her stuff below. She posts all different types of things on, you know, kind of getting into the world of solo travel as well. Looking at other resources on, you know, how to empower yourself and get encouragement is a really great way of, you know, kind of getting that inspiration to get back out there. And also bonus, nobody else knows this yet, just my listeners, Jessica is going to be one of our featured speakers at the Beginner's Guide to Solo Travel um, live. So definitely go check out her site um, because she's kind of amazing. And I think you will adore her and love all of her insight on solo travel. And so maybe this episode was a little bit of a jumbled mess. It's more of me. It was, I was passionate about it and it was me just like talking passionately about getting back out there into solo travel um, and what you need to do to do so and what I think you need to do to do so. It's not what you have to do, but just some tips and, you know, how I'm stepping back into the world of solo travel um, and it might not make sense to some of you, but it made sense in my brain. We all know I keep it real on this show. I do not do scripted stuff. We all know this. I like to just chit-chat off the cuff and just freestyle my my podcast because I think when it's too scripted, it seems fake. I don't know about you, but that's what I think. I personally love just chit-chatting with y'all. 
I just wish, you know, you were asking me questions on the other, <laughs> on the other side, <laughs> that would be the best. Uh, but that's all I have for you today. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'm going to try to get another one of these up in the next couple weeks. I don't want to wait another month because I feel like a lot of stuff is moving. And again, like I said, please check out the Beginner's Guide to Solo Travel Live. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be an amazing couple hours. The next one I'm hoping will be in person. So this is going to be a little teaser to that. And I will see you ladies next time. Bye now. Although traveling solo is one of the best experiences you can ever have, sometimes it does get kind of lonely. And sometimes it's really hard to find others who share that same passion of traveling and doing it on their own. And that is why I love Tourlina. Tourlina is an amazing app that allows women to connect with fellow female travel companions and locals within a secure and trusted network. It is safe and reliable. Every new user gets checked and only verified users can chat with each other. It's for women only, so you could still be part of that solo travel woman network. And it also just makes you want to travel. It's not a dating app and you're never gonna travel alone when you join Tourlina. So my viewers, what's awesome is Tourlina is giving you 50% off a one-year subscription. Use code Sarah. 50 and go to tourlina.com slash promo to get your 50% off. Again, that's tourlina.com slash promo for 50% off. All the details are in the description below. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. Don't forget, give us a rating on the podcast platform that you listen to us on because our mission is to empower and inspire as many women as we can around the globe. And that is how you can help us to do so. Thank you again. And we will see you next time.